This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 1-1 draw at Manchester United. Liverpool were heading for their first Premier League defeat since January after Marcus Rashford's opener for United was allowed to stand. But while Jurgen Klopp's side were unable to equal Manchester City's Premier League record of 18 straight victories, they did rescue a point thanks to substitute Adam Alana's late equaliser. And it was a point that moved still unbeaten Liverpool six points clear of City at the top of the table. As always, we'll start this podcast by getting the verdict of our Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst from outside a windswept Old Trafford before you'll be able to hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference including his take on the game's big VAR talking points and then we'll hand the show over to six Liverpool fans who have called in to give their thoughts Ross Strachan Alex Watts Mark Baker Matt Addison Matt Whitty and Sam Planch thanks for joining me The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Liverpool's unbeaten start to the Premier League season goes on, but their 100% record is gone with a one-all draw at Old Trafford in controversial circumstances, it has to be said. Um, Manchester United took the lead through Marcus Rashford after Daniel James's cross, but it was a moment a few seconds earlier that really um, really brought the eye out of Jürgen Klopp on the touchline as Divock Origi was fouled by uh, Victor Lindelof or wasn't fouled in the view of Martin Atkinson who uh, went to VAR and it was uh, it was overseen in Stocky Park as, uh, as these decisions are and it was decreed that uh, it wasn't a foul and Manchester United had taken the lead. Um, VAR was called for once again a few minutes later when Sadio Mane looked to have equalised but uh, the VAR call had shown that uh, the Senegalese international had used his hand uh, in a bit of a tangle with Victor Lindelof. It was far from Liverpool's best performance. Uh, it was one of their weakest performances of the season coming here to Old Trafford, the, the notoriously poor form. They've only won two in the last decade and, and that run will stretch into the sixth year uh, after this draw today. But they plugged away, they continued to, to press and probe and uh, Jürgen Klopp rung the changes with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain coming on on the wide left, uh, Adam Lallana coming in and it was actually the, the former England international who uh, evened things up. Uh, in the last few minutes, Andy Robertson's cross right across the fr- front of the goal. He's tapped it in with about five minutes to go and celebrated in front of the home end. Uh, this draw was actually celebrated as though it was a win from the travelling Liverpool support. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool top of the league, they sang as um, as they were made to wait inside the ground for around about 30 minutes after the full-time whistle. Um, their lead's been cut to six points at the top of the Premier League, but crucially they remain on top and will do for the foreseeable future. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. About the um, VAR decision, what, what's your take? I would be really interested what you all think about it well, before. Oh, I know, but I know already what I think. So, uh, <laughs> you look angry about it, I No, first not. I calmed pretty much everybody down because I knew, I saw immediately. I'm not sure if you can admit that, but it, Mr. Atkinson was, you saw it in very in the first moment so that he ran and he saw that there could be a goal and they scored a goal and it was immediately showed we are so my coaches were already on their toes and I said come on come down we are checking and I was 100% sure we are will overrule it but then obviously we have the we have the problem um, so the ref let the game run or let the game run because he has we are but the we are says then it was not clear, so we could say it's not a foul, so I don't overrule it. Like this, it makes not too much sense. So we don't get anything back from that, but it's a clear 
we are issue in the how how we deal with it in the moment. I'm not angry or whatever. It's just wow. I, I really I saw it. I saw it clear. It was a foul and nothing else. And but you know, in England, you say sometimes with challenges, yeah, yeah, come on, it's uh, proper football, whatever. It was a foul and would have whistled all the time. And I'm sure Mr. Atkinson would have whistled if, he, if there's no we are involved. But now we let it go because we can. Somebody else can make the decision, but somebody else is not making a decision because he says, yeah. So like like the penalty yesterday, Man City didn't get. Come on. That's a 100% penalty and nothing else. The hands are there, he pushed him down and I said, yeah, but um, I, we are not clear enough that I overrule you, so we have to make. They sit in the studio, they see it, come on, just take it away and everything is fine. Like it was with our goal, eh? so I didn't see it back, I only heard that both players were there with the hand, kind of. And when both players are there and the other one is first, then it should have, should have been allowed, so I don't know 100% if that's right or not, somebody told me. We cannot change it anymore, but pretty much everything went against us. Eh? Our own performance in the first half as well. Um, and we still got beat and could have won the game. So with this part of the assessment, I'm fine. With the performance of the first half, of course not. So that's just not how it should be. It's clear that it's easier for United in a situation like that, coming here, setting up 5-3-2 and really proper fight, everybody's happy about that and every, easy to excite the, the crowd and we were not really there. We didn't get the momentum of the first half, they had it, we didn't get it, but still had the biggest chance of the first half with the counter-attack when Sadio placed the ball to Bobby. That was a, I wouldn't say a no-brainer, but it's a big chance. So, but then half-time and we could adjust a few things, it was immediately better. Uh, through little position changes and um, yeah, scored a goal. And at the end, we have to be happy with the with the point clear. But we are not happy with the all, uh, performance um, overall performance. But that's okay. That sometimes like it is. Yeah, yeah. Very important today. Yeah, that you, that we could do like this. That we could change like this. That the boys are in the shape they are. Um, coming on, being fresh, being immediate in the game, doing the job, being in between the lines. It was clear. The setup of United was, was really clear. It was, um, they were all had an outstanding attitude today and uh, passable there and Young is jumping and stuff on trend already, things like that. Because we were not really like inspired. Uh, we passed this ball, we did all the predictable things so they could defend the predictable things. That's how it is. We were not at all unpredictable. When we could have turned the other way around, because we are not orientated, like kind of impressed of the, of the of the challenges they had, we didn't play really real football. So, and but then just hand a bit higher, with immediately the ball, and then we brought the the first the two guys in between the lines, which helped massively, caused them problems. They couldn't adjust to that as quick. But we had not now chance after chance, but we deserved that goal. I think we agreed all about that. And Nabi was then on as well, helped as well, fresh legs, being there, passing safe. Um, and not always the, the obvious, doing the obvious things. So go a bit higher and pass the ball then to Robo. That's how the, 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 the goal happened. Yeah? You can pass the ball to Robo. I don't know who did that when he has to run sidewise and, and then cannot cross the ball, or you pass it exactly in that way, then he can make a first touch cross and we can score the goal. So the little details are then important. They were better with the three boys coming on. That um, helped really a lot. And so I'm happy about that, and especially, of course, about. The fact that um, Adam 
scored this goal, very important one. So, all good. Well, yes. Uh, you've been there five times now without winning. Are you, you, you mentioned United's style. Does it frustrate you the way they're playing against you? Why well, should it frustrate me? I'm not the person who should be presented by Man United style. It's just a fact. When we come here, in the last, this year, last year, and the year before, they just defend. That's how it is. It's okay. We, we did no criticism. It's just a fact. So you see that everything, everybody's happy. It's not that usually when United, you would think about United plays against Liverpool, you think both teams are trying like this and that, but yeah, it's not. Usually we try and we, again, the quality, so we are the one team, everybody, everything, everybody's on their toes when United plays against us. So that's why with the quality they have set up like they set up, it's really difficult. There's no excuse, we, we expect really to do better. I thought we can do better today, but we didn't. Um, but you cannot play against each team like this, obviously, like they play today, so it's not, it's, but that's how I said, nothing for me to speak about. Is that a compliment, Yeah, I think, I think it's, you don't, we don't have to say it's a compliment, it's just we are a good team. I mean, if we play against somebody, it's normal that people think, how can they stop us? That's how it is. I think we had a big say in that in the first half today. We stopped ourselves pretty much by ourselves. Um, but they, of course, United defended really well. That's how it is. And then they have to speed with uh, with um, James and, and, and Rashford. That's just uncomfortable. You, how you, how you want to really protect it. They only chip the ball in behind and then uh, whoop. The race is um, on, and that's of course not cool. But that's only one part. We defended that okay. That you cannot defend that perfect because you lose a ball, bam, and you shoot it in behind. And that's it. But we should have played much better football, and that's what we expect from ourselves. And so, no criticism or whatever, on, on, or not even judgment of uh, United. It's just about us. Okay, final call for Simon, and then if there's any final. Yes, presumably you weren't expecting. You weren't expecting to win all 38 games. So, is it just a case of? ticking off the matches and seeing where you go 10 or whatever to go because you're still in a very good position. I don't think that far, to be honest. It's just if you look back on a season, I would say, OK, my God, where, where it's possible, where was it possible to, to, to lose a point or whatever or two. And for us, United is obviously a place. So it's, it's, there are worse things than having getting a point here, to be honest. There will, some teams will lose here 100%. They will find back on track and all that stuff when I mean, all the players are back that's um, that's a real force so yeah we don't really we never thought about the uh, 17 games during the 17 games we will not start thinking now about, about the one really who we lost we, uh, which we lost we, we spoke about that game now already because we play on Wednesday and we expect much more from ourselves the result is the result of the performance and we could have won today but it's not that we were like that was a really we were really unlucky that we didn't win. We have to play better football, then we deserve more to win a game. If you deserve it more, it's more likely that you do it. And today it was just, we deserved a point and could have won. But that's not enough at United. Okay, final one, anyone? Sorry. Final one, James. Jürgen, just on, on the disallowed goal again. As a manager, how frustrating is it for you that VAR is supposed to be there to reduce these controversial incidents and yet here today. You cannot, you, you, can, you cannot discuss it. To be honest, I, I really think that the, the goal they scored is a general thing we have to talk about, but we cannot <laughs> talk about each VR decision. So, But the, how, 
how the process is, that's important. So I cannot now not change it and say, I wish for that's a penalty and that's not, and it's handball and no handball, always again for us. I cannot do that and I will not do that. So in general, I'm, I'm absolutely, um, um, I think it's good that we have VR. In the moment, it looks like the only thing that works really 100% is with handball, kind of. Because they made the rule, if a hand is somehow involved in a goal, disallowed. So that's really easy now. You touch the ball wherever, in which moment, bam. Offside works pretty well, I would say. Even people are not happy that now this much offside is offside, but for me, I can accept that easily. But the process that the ref makes a decision, or not a decision because they have VR, and then VR says, no, you, it's fine. So that doesn't work how I, how I think. That's why the, sorry? It's confusing. Not sure if it's confusing. I, I would say it's easy to it's easy to change. You just give the, the on the pitch the ref is deciding, but that the ref thinks let it run. We have a VR, and then the VR said, "Hey, we let it run." So I don't overrule it because it was not obvious a mistake. You can let it go. Does that make sense? So I'm not sure if my English is good enough. But that's the the, the, the problem in that specific situation. You let it run. You you think, come on, play on. We have VR, VR saying, yeah, you let play on, so that's, that's the problem. The other thing now, handball and stuff like this, we cannot change. I want clarity in offside and all the things you wanted. You know, the ball in, so goal line technology, all that stuff, it helps, absolutely. But as long as people have so much influence, because now not VR is the problem, so that the, the person is the problem. <laughs> you, you see it, but you don't make a decision. That makes no sense. We have to, whatever, make the decision. You have three different ankles. Oh yes, bam! You saw it back. Do you think as well it was a foul on? on uh, so, <laughs> how can he not say it's a foul then? For me, it was so clear. I think it was 100% sure. I calmed the whole bench down, realized on charge. So, and then I was so surprised that I couldn't even be angry afterwards. So it was like, wow, that's now a massive misunderstanding. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. To ask from witness with his thoughts on the Man United v Liverpool game. Got away with a draw, 1 1 with the late Lalana goal. Liverpool finally haven't won a game at this firm in the Premier League this season. Really poor from Liverpool for today and not a great performance. But you know, we've got the points. I'm, I'm happy I'm happy with that. I, I would have, a lot of people wouldn't, I would have took a point before, beforehand. Tough place to go, you know. We we always struggle at United. I know we've been absolutely flying, but it just didn't happen for us today at all. You know, we, there was no fluidity, no pace. You know, United haven't got the quality of play they used to. Haven't got the quality of play of us. But they had a game plan and they stuck to it. And you've got to give them, you've got to give them the credit for that. You know, they worked really, really hard. They were really physical, and they, they outbattled Liverpool in many respects. Totally outbattled them. And at, at times it looked like they wanted a bit more Liverpool, sort of, you know, they just couldn't get passes going. Passing forward was a bit of a, a bit of a struggle, you know, pace-wise with the passing. It was all just a bit too slow. It wasn't until, you know, the last five or ten minutes when the edge kicked in where they, you could see flashes of the real Liverpool. But you say, I'm not too downhearted about it. It's a good point. We're still top of the league and, and, I'm, and I'm happy. VAR, you know, I've mentioned VAR before. It's it's going to be the death of football. This thing, absolutely horrendous. You know, you can make a case for their goal should have been disallowed. Was Origi fouled? Was he? Was he not? You know, I, I would have loved to have seen it choked off. But in in reality, 
I haven't got an issue with it. And then on the other hand, you had the Mane goal, you know, the tiniest, tiniest little touch on the hand, and they've disallowed the goal. I mean, it's 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 stifling the game. This video has taken all of all the fun out of it. You're celebrating like you've scored, and then you're thinking, oh, hang on, are they going to choke this off? You know. I just want to see that. I know it's around to stay, but I'd love to see the back of it. I just can't stand it. It'll work like it's, uh, it was meant to come in to help things, you know, iron things out, but it's only made things worse. It's absolutely abysmal. And I'm sure I'll comment on it again this season, but let's just leave it at that with that, you know. United, like I say, done a job. McTominay midfield, I thought was good for them. You know, organised them well for a young lad. When I seen the side, I thought we'll 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 overrun these, we'll batter these. But that's that's due to our confidence that we were feeling that it was never going to happen at Old Trafford. They were always going to they, they needed something out of that game. It's a great point for them as well if they think about it. And it's a great point for, for Liverpool because he, hopefully it'll keep Solskjaer in that job and he can carry on doing the wonders that he's done this season. So yeah, I'm happy. Champions League starts again midweek. And then um, it's such a such a busy schedule of fixtures. Tottenham next week, I think it is. We just go. We just look forward. I can't wait for the next game. Come on, Liverpool! Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. Uh, yeah, not a great performance from Liverpool today, but we'll take the point. I think, given the circumstances and how the game played out against Man United, um, as expected, they defended very deep with a low block and Liverpool found it difficult to break them down, which is something we struggled with against Sheffield United and Leicester too in recent games. Um, so Klopp is going to have to work on that because more and more teams, I think, are going to start setting up like that against us if we can't figure out how to break it down better. But yeah, it seems like we keep having these odd, poor performances against Man United in recent seasons. You know, again, it felt like Liverpool were playing the emotion of the game rather than playing their game like they normally do to the same level they usually do. Um, I don't know why we always struggle so much at Old Trafford. I don't know why this psychological thing persists when Liverpool are head and shoulders above this Man United team this season. Um... Salah being out was part of it. I think he was a real miss today because I think people forget what he brings to the team. Even when, you know, he's not scoring, he's creating so much space for his teammates and we know how well that front three work creating those opportunities for each other and that was missed today. But we also had some dreadful officiating to deal with today, it felt like, you know. After all the jokes I've made in... Uh, recent weeks about loving VAR. It definitely did not help us today. You know, I'm not sure if it'll be VAR or Martin Atkinson who'll be named Man United's player of the season after this, but allowing Rashford's goal to stand was a dreadful decision. It was a clear foul in the build-up to the goal on Origi, but Atkinson didn't give it as he didn't seem to with pretty much any foul that happened against our players today. And we know from this season VAR is not going to overturn incorrect decisions like that because they don't want to undermine the refs, it seems. So why even have it would be the question. But you know, then we obviously had the Sadio Mane disallowed goal. That was annoying, but more understandable under the new handball rule. You know, Even though it was accidental, that was irritating. But I think I can accept that one. Um, 
not getting a penalty in the last minute when Fred appeared to use his arm to stop a cross again confuses me about VAR and how it's being implemented in the Premier League. But anyway, yes, the officiating and the decisions were poor for us today, but Liverpool, in the form we've been in, should be able to overcome that. We should be able to dig in and get the win in a game like this. We caused a lot of our own problems today. You know, the constant long hopeful balls is not how we usually play. We were sloppy, really. But the positive was the players did keep going and dig in and didn't accept a loss and always seems like they believe they can get something out of a game like this and it did pay off in the end. And of all the players to pop up with the equaliser, Adam Lalana didn't see that coming. His first goal for Liverpool in over two years since May 2017, I think. And I know he's got a lot of stick from some quarters, so it was lovely to see him get that goal. And to be honest, we looked so much better after the substitutions. And I wonder if that's going to be a bit of a lesson to Klopp going forward, that he may need to start mixing the midfield up from the reliable three of Hendo, Fabinho, Wijnaldum and bring in an Ox or a Keita or a Lalana a bit more. You know, I love the midfield three we stick with a lot, but it might be that teams are just starting to figure out how to play against them. So a bit of variety might be a good thing. Um And yeah, Man United's game plan was good. I think their fans probably need to ask themselves why they can get themselves up for this game, but have struggled against everyone else this season. But for Liverpool, like I say, it felt like we ground out a result when we weren't playing especially well, which we have to take as a positive after, you know, that performance and with everything that happened. We'll probably look back at that as a good point and we may, at the end of the season, look at it as being a massive point in the context of the title race, given the difficult circumstances of this game. And, you know, at the end of the day, it means we're still unbeaten. We're six points clear at the top of the league, which is amazing. And, you know, we've just got to learn from this game, be a bit better in the coming games. You know, we've got Genk in the Champions League to get us back to winning ways, hopefully. And then we have got to go and get a result against Spurs next weekend because they're also in bad form at the moment. But we saw what just happened, you know, in this game against a team who's not in form. So we've got to stay focused. Hopefully Mo will be back for that one, which will help. But yeah, still six point clear at the top. Up the Reds. Cheers. Mark Baker reflecting on Manchester United versus Liverpool in the Premier League, in which was a really poor performance from Liverpool, it must be said. I think the first half when it went just about as bad as it possibly could for Liverpool in terms of surrendering possession, giving you Manchester United encouragement, then giving them even more encouragement by going a goal ahead against the side who were largely there to sit in contain and look to use a split striker system in which to stretch the pitch when the, the ball was turned over on the counter. And Liverpool just played into Manchester United's hands, basically. I think United were content to allow Liverpool the ball in central areas, knowing that Liverpool couldn't hurt them. I know, no matter what anybody tells me, Liverpool lack in that area. I've mentioned it on numerous occasions. They haven't got that player, Felipe Coutinho or De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, the players that the, the real elite teams have in that central area. We know they like to attack um, wide through the deeper full-backs or with the front three and the spaces in between centre-half and full-back of the opposition. So that that's where Liverpool's penetration comes from. Manchester United played a compact, narrow back three, which stopped them, them movements in behind. 
and also the split striker system meant they could pin the fullbacks in um, a lot of the time with the, the wing-backs pushing on, occupying the full-backs and then Rashford and James operating in the half spaces when the ball was turned over. So it it was a tactical issue for Liverpool, but Liverpool's individual quality and technique on the football didn't help matters either. And it meant, like I say, Manchester United would get, were allowed to get the initiative. Now, what I would say is Liverpool were without their best player, and I think it shows up once again how important Mohamed Salah is to Liverpool and how important his availability and durability is to complete games and, and be, be available for games really I think there's no question for me that he's Liverpool's best player I mean Van Dijk's a fantastic player fantastic defender but it's much harder to create opportunities to affect the outcome of games in the final third than it is to stop goals that's just a matter of fact in football and Liverpool's biggest productivity in the final third comes from Salah the underlying figures um, suggest it in every category in terms of assists, expected assists, chances created, such as in the opposition penalty area, shots on goal, um, XG chain in which the involvement's in in goal contributions in the build-up. It, it, it's Salah who is is the big focal point of Liverpool's attack. And I think sometimes he, he doesn't benefit from the first season he had in a way because he gets judged against that. And obviously that was an... I wouldn't say an anomaly, but in terms of that was more getting towards the, the messy, if anyone could, that standard of, of season. And since then, it's just reverted to being an absolute elite player just under the that messy level, if you like, alien level. Um, and as such, gets get judged against that. I mean, an example is a perception that Sadio Mane had a fantastic or superior season to Salah last year. And I love Mane, I think he's a fantastic player. But the figures would suggest that Salah was by far the most effectual in the in the final third in all the areas that I've just talked about. So, uh, same goes with Firmino. He, 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 Salah is the one in Liverpool's front three. He is the biggest threat. And even if sometimes he can look in games a bit untidy and tend to give the ball, the ball away quite a lot, but he's a risk-taker and he's Liverpool's biggest danger and biggest weapon. And that, that didn't help. I think, as I talk about the midfield, the ability of none of the midfield players to be able to operate in higher areas of the pitch, between the lines, between the units of the opposition. Also, Liverpool suffer from because they can't get anyone within the current 11 comfortable in doing so and therefore retaining possession in the final third, allowing the side to prolong attacks and combine with the higher players. Now, the one player in Liverpool's squad who can do that is Adam Lallana. I've mentioned this before. Outstanding receiving off the back foot in congested tight spaces and in between opposition bodies. And I think his introduction made a massive difference to Liverpool. It allowed them to pen United in, um, maintain the ball in the final third, and eventually Liverpool were able to transfer the ball wide and create an opportunity. Don't get me wrong, I thought it was still an, an error at the near post from United. I didn't feel Liverpool were going to score. I felt they could have played all night and not uh, had the productivity to score. But definitely having Lallana in there and having a player who is capable of doing the things I've just touched on made a difference, made a difference and ultimately changed the outcome of the game for me. Um, and Liverpool could have gone on to win it. But really poor performance. And I think it just highlighted two real big issues for Liverpool, which are the absence of their best player and how to best combat that. Obviously, it's going to be difficult for everybody who lose the best player. But also, not having that midfield player 
in certain games, and obviously there's context to this in terms of how good the side Liverpool are, what they've done in terms of the European Cup finals, in terms of the points accumulated, in terms of the success of wins, but they are still short of that player, and I felt the one player in the squad who, who can do, has them characteristics, changed the outcome of the football match today. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast. After that real, real horrible game to watch, they always are at Old Trafford. It was tense, it was tight. Most of us expected that to be the case, but Liverpool just didn't turn up there. United have been dreadful this season. I think possibly they pulled Liverpool down to their level. For a long time in that match, Liverpool just didn't get going. You saw Jurgen Klopp on the sidelines going absolutely crazy as players, and, and rightly so. I thought most of them were, you know, five, six out of ten at the best today. Before I talk about the referee, you do have to admit that Liverpool were terrible. A large part of the match, apart from those last eight minutes, you know, why on earth did it take that long for Liverpool to start performing? I feel that at the end of that game, Liverpool were all over United and if the game had gone on for five more minutes, then perhaps Liverpool could have got the three points, but in the end, they've got to settle for the one. In the first half in particular, I thought Liverpool were nervy. Yes, it's Old Trafford, but they are a mid-table standard team so far this season. It sounds ridiculous to say it, but the evidence is there that United are not that good and Liverpool very much are. Of course, United raised it here, and I mean, there's been some suggestion that they might get relegated this season and things like that, but that's obviously not going to happen. But at the same time, there was nothing for Liverpool to fear today, and they looked a bit nervous in possession. For a side who won the Champions League last season, they went to Bayern Munich and won. They beat Barcelona last season. It was a massive surprise to see them get a little bit overawed by what is a very, very average Manchester United side. As bad as the Reds were today, I thought Martin Atkinson and David Coote, the VAR, were just as bad, if not worse. The Marcus Rashford goal, the, uh, the opener, simply should not have stood. A clear and obvious foul, in normal time, never mind with the benefit of a replay. I just can't get my head around how the officials didn't manage to rule that one out. I'm a massive fan of VAR personally. I think it helps referees out, but that could have been really costly for the Reds today. It might even be costly come the end of the season. Who knows? We know how close it's going to be with Manchester City. Liverpool probably should have won today. Um, But yeah, we've just got to move on quickly. As I said, the system in terms of the VAR is absolutely fine. But today, unfortunately, the men using it were just incompetent on this occasion. I thought, to be fair to them, they got the Sadio Mane handball decision correct, but not much else. No Manchester United player got booked during the whole game, despite their tactical fouls. When you think of that one that Fabinho got booked for, there was a few that Manchester United did exactly the same thing. And for whatever reason, whether it was the atmosphere, whether it was the occasion, Martin Atkinson just wasn't quite at it today. Enough of the negatives, though. I thought there were a couple of positives for Liverpool. More the substitutes than anything else. I thought Naby Keita was absolutely brilliant. The whole team seemed to settle as soon as he entered the pitch today. And I think we're going to see a lot more of him over the next few weeks, which is massively, massively exciting. I think he's genuinely got the ability to take Liverpool's midfield to a new level. And on today's evidence, that's much needed. I thought we saw enough of the Guinean today to suggest that he can take Liverpool forward over the next few weeks. Fitness permitting, of course, as has always been the case during his Liverpool career to date. But I thought he showed a glimpse of what he can do today. Adam Lallana as well. Absolutely delighted for him to get that goal. Genuinely, I've always liked him. Um, and I bet there's a few deleted tweets after what some people were saying when he was about to come on. I thought he was excellent today. Not just his goal, um, just his ball retention. 
this uh, ability that he's got to to keep the ball under pressure, drag people out of position. I thought he was really, really good at that today. The rest of the team, not great at all. I thought Joel Matip lost possession easily. The front three weren't really at it. Jordan Henderson, I felt a little bit sorry for, stuck out wide. But certainly when Lallana came on, he's much better suited to breaking down the defence. Certainly a much better idea to uh, to try and do what he was doing rather than just lump hopeful crosses into the box as Robertson and Trent were. So yeah, today I thought Liverpool were simultaneously very unlucky in terms of the refereeing performance and very lucky in terms of the fact that it was the worst performance, I think, certainly since Napoli away last season. And so to get a point in those circumstances is probably a justified one. If that performance is a one-off and if at the end of the season that's seen as a good point, then great. But for now, you've got to admit it does feel incredibly frustrating. The Reds, though, lead at the top of the Premier League by six points after nine games. And it's important to remember that we'd have all taken that just a couple of months back. Hi, it's Matt Whitty reflecting on Liverpool's one-all draw against Manchester United at Old Trafford this evening. Well, I thought it was a confident performance uh, with crisp passing and I thought we were the only team that looked like winning it for the last five minutes. Uh, but before that, uh, it was it was it was easily our, our worst performance of of the season. I thought that we really struggled with United's three five two or five three two, depending on which way you look at it. Formation. Um, I thought when we had the ball, we looked really really rushed. Um, the fullbacks just couldn't get into into crossing positions, um, and we're crossing from way too deep. We tried a lot of long balls um, from the centre backs and from Fabinho that just just never looked like like coming off uh, that United were able able to easily deal with. And I thought when we did have you know the odd two or three passes together, um, we were under pressure. We seemed to be absolutely firing the ball into each other and it was just bouncing off the the receiving player. Um, yeah, not uh, not not a good performance at all. Um, and you know United were up for it as of course they're going to be as as we were when when they were going for the league and they were much better than us so it's uh it's interesting to see the 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 uh, the boot on the other foot but uh yeah it was just it was just a poor poor performance really i thought we uh i thought uh nothing seemed to nothing seemed to click um the uh the martin atkinson the referee just just gave us nothing you know just barely gave us a free kick in in their attacking third you know sorry in our attacking third you know there was the there was a, there was a foul on Origi a foul on Mane I think it was in the first 20-25 minutes not given and then they get the goal on the United get the goal on the breakaway and there's a pretty clear kick on to Origi and I was just expecting the goal to be overruled and uh, but by VAR which uh, which it wasn't uh, but again, it was just kind of fitted the pattern of the kind of free kick that Atkinson let go for for uh, for United, but but gave against us. Um, and uh, you know, n- n- no complaints about our goal that was disallowed for for Mane. You know, that's the you know I don't agree with that that handball rule, but that's not of our of our thing. That's a that's a rule thing. You know, it hit it hit his hand, and uh, that's the that's the way it goes. And I thought second half we were going to come out. With uh, with more intensity and of perhaps uh, rejig the shape, um, but didn't really didn't really play out like that. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just a poor performance um, overall. Really, um, I thought uh, you know, Fabinho got booked, and you can you can understand why. You know, it was the right it was the right decision. And then 
five minutes later he gets he gets brought down and there's no uh you know there's no there's no yellow card given for a pretty clear hack by a united player um i think i can't remember it was rocco or young but uh you know pretty a couple of both of them i think had a couple of pretty cynical challenges in the united third not given and it just looked like it was going to be one of those frustrating days where the opposition's raised their game um tactically they're they're actually presenting a problem that 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 we that, that we're struggling with and uh you know that you're getting nothing from the officials and uh yeah fair play to uh to Lalana for uh, getting the uh the crucial the crucial equalizer and i've got to say over overall i don't think it was that bad a result i know last season um with the standards that that city have set you know these the, these draws were critical at the end of the season but i think sometimes you know over a 38 game season you're going to have a game where the opposition plays better than they normally play. You play worse than you normally play. You don't kind of get the rub of the green with decisions and so forth. And to come away from Old Trafford with a one-all draw under that, under those circumstances, um, yeah, happy. And, you know, it still took us six points clear in the league. And, you know, we've had a harder start than City when you look at the the teams that we've had to play, uh, we've had extra games with the uh, the European Super Cup. Um, so yeah, it was a a bit of a get out of jail today. But uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. Okay, so Liverpool, Man United, at Old Trafford, and the Reds were favourites, and because we're top of the league, I get that side of things. But I started looking into the facts, and what one win at Old Trafford is it in ten years? My favourites, uh, United at home. Anyway, um, quite happy to be favourable, whatever it is. Um, Liverpool have got this reputation now, you know, they're expected to win every game. You used to be able to lose five and draw five and still win the league and all that. Now, if you lose a game um, with Man City around, you're probably not going to win nothing. So, let, right, basically onto the game. Um few things there, you know, De Gea wasn't going to be playing and we all know it was all a load of nonsense and he was. Um, Salah Liverpool kept that quite quiet all week. Um, what it did do is mean that the front three that normally, you know, any team have got to basically combat an uh, electric front three. They've now only got two of them. And Origi, let's face it, is a drop in quality. Though he's good to bring off the bench and stuff. So then, what that starts question then is, have you got enough on midfield, like we've always said, because them three work so hard on midfield, but when you've got three up top who can all create, you get away with it, but when you haven't and you're doing their hard work for them and they're doing all the runs and the creative work and we score goals, but when then one of them's not there, you just start looking at the midfield and one of them needs to be making deep runs, and that's what I said before the game on Twitter where I think you know Chamberlain or Keita need to... If they were playing, they, they could be making penetrating runs in through rather than, than the um, just all working hard like what that front three do. I surprised Henderson start. He, um, he he stank in the midweek for England, and I think Milner's been great, and he would have been ideal today. But you know what? He gives us all Henderson, nothing against him. I just think in the final reckoning, uh, the likes of Henderson and Genie Wan Aldum, even though they're excellent players, by the way. Um, They'll never get in City's team or anything like that, and I think they're the ones that they'll be next to be upgraded, other than actually have um, back up for the front three and, and the full-backs is what we need. But li- listen, 
we were poor today, Liverpool. And, you know, let's make no mistakes about that, we were poor. But what I was angry about, and I'm still angry about, is the VAR and the referee situation because it was a foul. You know, Roy Keane and Gary Neville said it was a foul. You know, and it obviously was. Arigi made the most of it, by the way, but it doesn't make the, the away from the fact that it was a foul. So that's a foul, so that goal shouldn't have stood. And then the handball for Manny, yeah, that that was handball, that shouldn't have stood. But in real time, without VAR, that would have stood because no one had seen that handball. And it wasn't even intentional, and it, it sounds it, but he put his knee up, and it hit his knee and then his hand. But listen, I'm quite happy for both of them to be ruled out on the basis that it's nil nil at time, and it wasn't. It, it was 1 nil to them. So my take of it is, without VAR, we'd have been 1 nil up because no one in real time would have seen the Manny handballs, so or there would have been no VAR. But with VAR, we got done to 1-0 to down. So what I was angry about is, in fair play, it should have been 0-0. Something I need to say, and I want to say, is that Man U, I thought their attitude and tactics were spot on. I thought they, they worked hard. They won't be able to do that every game, and they'll probably get beat next game. They're going to give their all now to the cup final. And I know all about this because Liverpool used to be like this years ago when United were winning everything. And and it was our cup final. It's now their cup final because we're up there. And it's as simple as that, whether people like it or not. But great, you know. If I'm a United fan, I've got no problem with that. Um, and by the way, as a football fan, I've got no problem with that. I've got a problem with referees not making decisions and VAR not having the guts, shall we say, to um, overturn decisions. Because really, both of them should have been disallowed if you're doing VAR. Anyway, so even though Liverpool, on the positive note, Liverpool will load the rubbish and still manage to get a point, that's great. On another day, they would have got more. And I think United were paying 120% of the limit. But what we've got to do now is, make no mistake now, um, if you're going to draw that game, you've got to go and win other games now. You know, your margin for that has gone down and People say we're top this, we're top that. Don't forget, last year Maguire should have been sent off at Anfield. Wasn't in the snow, ended up scoring the equaliser. Got two points there. Uh, Manny on the goal line, it was millimetres. You know, company when he sived down Salah in, in his own half, two-footed them, didn't get sent off. So, you know, what we've got to allow for that you won't get the rub of the green. And by the way, I'm not complaining about it. This is just what happens. So when people are saying you're 5, 8 and all this, there's like 10 games gone. There's not even 10 games gone. Not even 10 games gone. There's like 90 points, 87 points after today, whatever, to play. You know, it's a long way. Um, and decisions don't go your way. And, I, you know, I don't think Atkinson has ever given us any decisions. And I don't think he gave us any free kicks, corners, far anything today. And he certainly didn't give us the goal decisions. So when you play rubbish... Um, and you don't get referee decisions and you still get a point, you've got to be happy, but I'm not happy with the Liverpool performance. I know I've complained about everything else. Liverpool have got to look at themselves now, so they've got to forget the fact that no-one wants to give us anything. They've got, to, they've got to go in there and say, well, listen, look at ourselves. They've got to look, you know, and, and every single one of them players could play better, by the way. I think Robinson had to go today, though, though he wasn't perfect. I think Trent had to go, though he wasn't perfect. I think... He was left in behind in a bit of no man's land there. 
Um, I thought the midfield wasn't functional. I thought when Alden turned up for 15 minutes at the start, and then he might as well have been sitting in the stands for the rest of it. I thought Henderson was chronic. You know, I thought the subs made a difference. So I think when he when he brought Chamberlain on, he brought him in the middle and he changed sort of the dynamics a bit and started getting us through the middle a little bit more. All of a sudden, we were getting all the ball. You know, and I thought Firmino didn't have his best game. Manny went missing and we had no Salah. So if you, if you take all that into consideration and you're still coming away with all the defeats, you've got to be happy about it. But like any walk of life, you, you're going to analyse every day. And I personally do when I go to work and... I think at the end of the day, what I could have done, what I done good, and what I could have done better, and what how I can help anyone else do better in my teams and stuff. So you know, listen, uh, knock on to the next one. But if if Man U weren't playing us today, they wouldn't have put that performance in. But if I was Solskjaer, I'd be made up, and if I was Klopp, I wouldn't be made up, and if I was the referees in the VAR, I'd be embarrassed. And I think that's like being diplomatic over it. So let's not blame the technology. Let's say we could have done better, but let's hold the facts of. Let's just go into every game thinking, hang on, we're not going to get decisions. And we might not. And no one ever knows because VAR's like a lottery. And it's not just Liverpool, by the way. It's not a conspiracy. It's not just us. Wolves, yes, the Tottenham game, all kinds of stuff going on all the time. No one knows it's like a lottery because the people who are watching these tellies haven't got a clue. Let's face facts. So, Liverpool need to improve. They come away with a point. Let's roll on. But this VAR is a joke. Absolute joke. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.